Welcome to the Cap City Offers podcast. This is episode 221. You got Chris and Brian, and we're going to talk about some pistol shooting we did pretty recently. Uh, focused a lot on target to target transitions, be those either horizontally with targets the same depth or targets at various depths, but pretty close horizontally. And then a lot of kind of what we call changing gears or yeah. Changing from going really fast on open, open, you know, full A zones in the body to trying to hit credit cards and heads and yeah. mixing things up um, to force different aiming schemes, a uh, little bit more trigger refinement from time to time, and then kind of putting it all together really, really fast. Yeah, yeah. So since I missed it on the last podcast, in honor of this being 221, 220, 221, whatever it takes. So I'm glad we're here. So yeah, um, guys, looking at some of these drills, you know, we basically. Uh, like Brian said, a lot of a lot of this stuff, this target-to-target transition stuff, guys tend to think of it as a movement thing, and and it, it while it is a physical movement thing, it's much much more a visual thing. It's much much more getting your eyes where they're supposed to be. Um, the movement aspect of it, I think, you know, what we keep hearing over and over again from guys is is the is losing the tension out of the upper body allows you to get the movement and get where you need to be. Uh, the movement part of it is somewhat intuitive. Not that it not that you can't practice it and get better at it. But, it, you know, athletes have said forever and ever and ever, you know, where the eyes go, the head goes, where the head goes, the body goes kind of mentality. Um, you know, and it takes, when you talk, look at professional athletes at a high level, when somebody throws a head fake, there's a reason it throws people off so much. Um, you know, and, and then if somebody can throw a hip fake, that's a whole nother level of ball game kind of conversation. Um, because your body's tuned to do what it's supposed to do. So, you know, so getting your eyes where they're supposed to be, getting your head where it's supposed to be, and, and the gun following it becomes intuitive if you can separate the tension out of your hands and your forearms out of your shoulders and out of your back and out of your torso then the movement becomes a lot quicker uh, a lot less herky-jerky a lot less pushing past something and coming back to it versus trying to muscle it and so I think that was some of the stuff that we observed on this stuff where guys if they could keep the tension out weren't muscling stuff so let's run through what we did with yeah. the idea in mind that it's a visual thing, track to where you want the next bullet to go or next two bullets to go, um, depending on whether they were doubles or not. Because some of this was, you know, confirmation zero or one at best, and then some of this was finding the sights. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So the first thing we did was we shot bunny stacks uh, at seven yards. Uh, so this is two targets about a yard apart, um, both of them at seven yards. And the idea is you hit all of the A zones um, kind of in a, you know, I think it, to start with, we did body, body, head, head. Yeah. Uh, ran through that a couple times and we started doing body, head, head, body. Um, so it was like an X, but mm -hmm. hitting the stuff on the top and then finishing up with head, body, body, head. Um, so now you're drawn to that, that small credit card in the head. Mm -hmm. Um, switching to the bodies and then going back to that small credit card in the head. Yeah. Um, so getting getting comfortable with going really fast on the body targets or the body target zones, um, but then slowing down and making sure that you know two rounds are going into the credit card um, for the headshots. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff, guys. We you know again, like Brian said, we're at seven yards, um, and a lot of the stuff, and especially over the last few months, we've been running the head zone as basically the credit card down to the neck down, or down to the shoulders yeah. kind of mentality. Um, these Which, were actually in the credit card. Yeah, and doing that, like doing the credit card down to the neck, 
really for most people I think turned into just to put rounds into the whole head box. Yeah. There wasn't that like, oh, I actually have to have to make the bullets go exactly where they need to. Yeah, and I think there's a, I think the going with the whole head, I don't want to call it a cheat, but it gives you that opportunity to just shoot for the bottom of the credit card and know you're probably going to be where you need to be yeah. as long as you don't push them right or left. Um, it, it, it tended to get a little loose as guys went fast and they're like, oh, it's in the head, it's good. And it, that's not the zone. And, you know, some of this, you know, I don't, I don't want to stand out there and be the guy on the range going, that's a fail, that's a fail, that's a fail. But there's a reality check is, you know, pushing each other and being accountable for those rounds go, you know, acknowledge that zone. And, I, and so, you know, part of that's pushing that. The credit card is a whole lot different because there's no BS in about it. It's a small little target. You've got to slow down and refine things or you've got to refine things. I won't say you have to slow yeah. down. I'll say you got to do what you have to do to refine things because yeah. I don't want to tell somebody to slow down. I want somebody to be efficient. Yeah, yeah. yeah, shooting the credit card is definitely the difference between um, confirmation one and confirmation two. Yeah. Um, where the sights have to be, the dot or the sights have to be stopped. Yeah. Um, the triggers, trigger pull has to be straight to the rear. Got to be managed. Um, yeah. The second shot, the grip's got to be good. Um, you can't, you know, trying to be predictive with shooting the credit card, even at seven, is really hard. Yeah. Um, but you being right on the raggedy edge of reactive uh, but it is waiting that couple hundredths of a second or tenth of a second yeah. to let the dot stabilize so that that second shot goes where it needs to yeah and then again with the trigger control aspect of it you know we've worked i've been working a lot with trigger control at speed as a dry fire practice drill um and so smashing the gun with your left hand there you know when you start talking about shooting something this is the difference between shooting at a light switch plate cover and shooting at a light switch yes kind of mentality so you know in in learning where that is 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 just something you can only do by doing it and so that's kind of what we we're doing was doing it we we're doing putting the work in doing the reps in this case mm -hmm. um a lot of these transitions guys too you know you can you can go you know vertically on the same target a lot of these we started adding crossing up targets into so like brian was saying when you go body head on the opposite target head back on the first target and then body on the last target, you know, that's a lot of transitions to set up for two targets. Um, yeah. And it gives you a lot of work in a fairly small space um, in a lot of different ways. Like you said, transitioning from a big target and going fast to having to refine it on the small target and then moving back to a big target or to another small target or whatever. And those that I think that visual training is important. Um, that's something that I'm not doing as much of in the dry fire is pushing from one thing to the other. And I didn't feel like I did horribly, but I wasn't anywhere near as fast as, as you were pushing some of those because of the transitions. I mean, your transitions, yeah. you can hear, you know, pop, 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 versus years were pop, 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 you know, very consistent on the transitions, even going to the small targets of seven yards. And, and that's where the dry fire comes in. That's where the actual get on the range and do when it comes in too. I will say that I think because we started off a number of months back, um, and I, oh my God, I can't think of the name of the freaking drill. Uh, where you do the eight, where you do four doubles. Oh, yeah, just doubles. Yeah, just doubles drills. Um, you know, doing a lot of that early on, I think, really helped here to, to kind of drive in the grip because you're doing a doubles drill, but you're doing it on assigned targets that are a lot smaller, and you're doing it at, you know, now you're trying to do it at speed. And you can definitely tell the cadence differential for the guys that had done the work on the grip, but the visual aspect of it's interesting too. And I think probably the yeah. most interesting as we get further into this. Yeah, it was what kind of fascinating with this drill is because the focus is really on the transitions. Mm -hmm. uh, I was shooting a 365 XL with a 507K. Yeah. 
for this particular set of drills uh, and had no problem keeping up or even going faster mm-hmm. than a guy with a G19 and a dot um, yep. who honestly needs a tax stamp for his finger. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah should like, be registered. Yeah, yeah. shot to shot splits are important, but being able to get the gun to the next target area yeah. very quickly uh, is where all the time is made up um, on these drills. Yeah, yeah, and, and guys, a lot of times we'll talk about this, you know, some of, the, some of these techniques and these ideas come out of the USPSA high-end world, the GM and, and M world and USPSA, where, you know, these are guys that have honed this stuff dramatically. Um, it, it still applies to the gunfight, and a lot of times we talk about moving from target to target to target to target. Physically on the range in a, in a, in a training environment, in a simulated gunfight environment, right, because it's really hard to simulate a gunfight, um, you know, the mentality of this is not necessarily that we're, you know, oh, we're going to, we're at the okay corral and there's eight bad guys that we have to service, you know, kind of mentality. It's more that, that there's a really good likelihood that when the shooting starts, you're going to start moving, the bad guys are going to start moving. So these drills are visually training you to track that target and be target focused and be able to make those hits on the target as that target continues to move through time and space. And so do you. So if you're looking at this going, well, um, you know, the the doubles on the targets, hits on meats, bullets on meat, but the transition time in between, you know, it may not be as important. It still is important because if you're tracking the bad guy, that target simulated as a different target might just be the same guy in a different place still trying to do damage to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so bear that in mind. Those of you that are tactical, quote unquote, shooters, um, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I doing these game drills, these gamer drills? That's the why of it, is it's a simulation of something moving and having to hit it, hit it in different places effectively, quickly, because it all matters. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, this was the Bunny Stacks. I shot Bunny Stacks quite a bit at Summit. Um, we haven't shot it on a, like with our group, I don't think, in quite a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is, it's a really good drill. Um, if you want to spice it up a little bit, uh, put a no-shoot target between the like the the open target and then the head of the other one yeah um so that you have you really have to make sure you don't push shots low when you're going for the head yeah or let things kind of climb uncontrollably when you shoot the body target yeah yep absolutely yeah because w- the the misses on the body target were generally strung vertically yeah. uh, unless somebody's grip had gone sideways at some point in the drill most of them were were strung vertically and so they would have been good high thoracic hits from a gunfight perspective, those those what those pranka those near misses or near good C's, close near, C's. yeah close C's those good misses you know or okay misses kind of thing, um, but the point of this drill is more the control aspect of it being where you're supposed to be, um, you know versus running those near C's on a doubles drill or something like that where you still get the feedback that you need different thing yeah yeah different thing so yep what do we do next uh, so we shot that we shot that what like. A three lot. times, four times, it, three it, times. It, at least because we shot like, we shot a number of different variations of it, but then we ran through and ran three or four different times through. Yeah, we shot four, three or four mags like, or whatever. Uh, because yeah. we shot, I was running the 365XL with 15s and topped off or with 17s, so I mm-hmm. could run generally two runs per mag 
and we ran and I ran through probably three two or three mags each time so yeah. we ran that like five times and then we ran those cycles through a couple times too so we yeah. ran it a lot we ran yeah. and, and it was a different variation we might run the same variation twice but then switch to a different variation of, of target order and then switch to target order and just had some fun with it you know to kind of make it think yeah yeah uh, so then from there we shot accelerator we shot the easy version of accelerator because we didn't do the reload yeah uh, so accelerator you have three targets that are effectively right next to each other horizontally yeah um, the close ones at seven yards the middle one is 15 12 to 15 ish somewhere yeah. about in there uh, and then the far targets at 25 uh, so we shot from the draw engage the close target with mm -hmm. two rounds engages the middle target with two rounds engages the far target with four rounds um, and then the middle target with two rounds and the close target with two rounds yeah uh, if you do this by the book there's supposed to be a reload uh, halfway through should be two two and two um, reload two two and two coming back yep yeah we ran it two two four two two no reload yeah no. yeah think of like a very linearly strung out Elprez. yeah and that's kind of the thing um, doing math of counting number of rounds in the guns uh, causes incredible amounts of heart, heartburn and logistical strife for especially for the art the school effort. alums especially for the art school alums. Um, so we didn't do the reload <laughs> um, yeah if you want to do the reload like good on you yeah um, we didn't do that because i did not have the mental bandwidth to deal with the cats that yep. was needed hurting to do the reload that amen. night amen yeah <laughs> true statement uh, yeah yeah uh the, yeah the, this drill you know you you really kind of this drill pushes you to focus on where you need to be um you know one through three um it really pushes you because coming out of the holster on a seven yard target in an a zone um you, you almost be, you almost should be able to do that blindfolded to some extent you know uh the transition to the 12 yard target it's still an a zone you probably should be able to do this maybe with one eye closed you know and then going to the 25 yard body shot now you've got to bear down a little bit especially for the four shots in a row and now we start talking about a grip test huh mm -hmm. sounds a lot like doubles drills again yeah. um then you got to come back and and it was it was pretty cool i think with with some of the guys out of our group that are a little more advanced shooters that the cadence didn't it was like the same it was like a four shot cadence and then a four shot cadence and then a four shot cadence because the ones up to you're out of the holster boom 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 transitioning two shots on the first target transitioning the second target two more shots but then that breath of transitioning time onto the fourth target where you caught a little bit of a beat then a little bit of a slowdown between shots because it's at 25 yards and then coming right back boom 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 and everybody started chasing that that started getting tighter yeah. it started off very inconsistent and uneven then i don't know if guys were it's like guys were slow off the bat and then coming back realized, oh, I can burn this down coming back. And it took a couple of reps before they started realizing, oh, I can burn it down going out too. Yeah. And a couple of guys actually said that in our debrief after we're like, okay, I realized I can come out on this and just blaze the first four shots and be where I need to be. Well, that's teaching you where you can push things and where you can't, where you need confirmation zero or one or, or confirmation half on or whatever to where you need that hard confirmation on the far target. And so I think some guys, if, if they didn't learn anything else, they learned that. Um, some other thing I think I think a, a lot of us saw that are that we're not as good as we think we are just at shooting in general because it gets a little more particular at 25 yards oh yeah yeah so we had guys seeing either grip failures 
or trigger manipulation failures big time just starting off on the A's when we were running out on A's ends. Yeah, so one of the things with this, you know, at, at seven, it should be a pair in the A zone. Yep. Um, if you're not if you're not doing that, um, fix that. And yeah. then the 12, 12-ish, whatever, the middle target, uh, that one I think was the target that most, throughout the night, people struggled with the most. Yeah. Uh, because it was either you could do it at that distance at the same pace as the seven yard target. Or you couldn't. Or you couldn't. Um, but the only way to find out was to try it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then at 25, uh, people really buckled down and like focused on their grip and their trigger control yeah. at 25. Um, so we saw a lot of, uh, what is it, circular patterns, or yeah. we saw, just, it wasn't, it, the group expanded, but expanded in, in a circle, which is what we want. Concentrically, uh, rather, it was than, a concentric, yeah, rather than a linear yeah. expansion of the group. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say most people had, you know, we'd, we'd shoot this, what, three strings, and yeah. then go score everything. Uh, most of the shooters had 12 holes in the tar- far target yeah every time yeah, yeah. Uh, and we had started the first like the first evolution of this uh, I want to say good times were everyone was shooting somewhere between like seven and probably 10 seconds yeah and then the second evolution it was a lot of like five to six seconds yeah uh, so guys really were like oh I can I can push the transitions became a little bit quicker yeah. um, you know, people were starting to realize like hey I have to go fast out of the holster yeah um, not that you know having a sub-second draw is important but being you know one five uh, saves a lot of time versus two and a quarter yes yeah yeah because everything else the, on this one the shooting and the transitions are, are fast because yeah. the targets are linearly uh, on a linear basis, so horizontally going across are very, very close together. So it's not a big transition. It's no swing. Um, that it was funny you talked about that the second target being loose. Almost everybody who dropped something out of the A, it was going out. Yeah. It was. It was that. It was. If we want to break it down and call it five targets, but it's three targets. It's one, two, three gets four shots, and then four or five coming back. It mm-hmm. wasn't coming back that was the problem. Guys coming off the four precise shots at 25 yards came back to the 12 or 15, whatever yard target that was, came back to that and were able to get on that and then didn't miss the five target up close on the final two because it's hard to miss. Yeah. But going out was like, oh, this is fast. I'm going to transition to the next one. I've got, I've got something behind my dot that looks like a target I'm going to start pressing versus refining that. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was almost always the out going out where the misses were. Yeah, it seemed consistently, which is again another teachable kind of thing. Yeah, it wasn't honestly. It wasn't horrible. We did no. put the no. black cheater dots. Yeah, on the targets um, in the a, both A zones. Yeah, a little high. A little they, high in the should be. in the body um, to try to get guys into that upper A zone on the body shots, and then, but there is definitely that, uh, especially on the way out, that temptation to go for the first as soon as you see brown behind the dot. Yeah. To start shooting or to not stop um, in the A zone for the second target. So you're shooting, trying to shoot both targets, at, or I'm sorry, not both targets, both shots as the gun's moving. Um, so you're, the second shot's hitting a C or a D on the way out. Yeah. And it'd be on the, for, yeah, it'd be on, a, on the right side of the target. Yeah. Because um, it, it's just like, oh, I want to get to that 25 yard target right now. 
um, and not taking the time to properly no. service the middle target. Yep, and there's you know, and that goes back. This whole thing goes back to the go fast, suck less, um, and there, and that's managing that. You know, that's that, that's that uh, speed versus accuracy kind of thing. It's, it's that, yeah. that balance of that, and uh, and I and again, I think everybody kind of the guys that had trouble at first found it, and then we pushed through it to see where it fell apart again, and it seemed to fall apart consistently in the same place. <laughs> so, you know, again, I, I don't know, the the stacking those drills in that order and stacking the progression that we've done in the last few months just keeps piling stuff on top where you, you walk away. And, you know, we talk about setting up your training progression. We talk about planning out your training night on an individual night, but we also talk about your plan over the long haul. Um, you know, we are, we are, you know, stealing a lot of this from, from the big kids, you know, and, and this progression, if you're, if you're an intermediate shooter, this is a great pr- progression to transition out of that, hey, this is how we did it 20 years ago. You know, turtled up, tight, um, you're in a fight, you know, you're gonna tense up, you're gonna ah, throw your hands in the air and then draw your gun uh, kind of mentality. You know, throwing all that away and getting back to gripping the holy crap out of your gun with your weekend, keeping your shoulders loose and visually seeing what you need to see um, for as long as you need to see it, whether that's quick or not, you know, kind of thing, mm. um, you know, and then managing the trigger and knowing where you have to actually manage the trigger versus where your grip can overcome that, the need for management. Yeah. So, you know, all those things, you know, it's just, it, gosh, it feels like we're saying the same things over and over again, um, just because we keep seeing the same things over and over again. And curiously enough, the guys that do this a whole, 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 whole bunch uh, already saw these things over and over and over again. So, you know, here we are. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. So the final evolution for Accelerator that we ran um, required one out of the four target, one of the four shots on each target yeah. uh, to be in the head. Yeah. I think we gave, we used the whole head, but it had to be in the yeah. head. Yeah. Um, so that, that definitely caused some, caused some challenges for yes, a lot of some, people. Yeah. There were some folks who went uh, back to post pubescent art school angst. Um, they were struggling with the math. There, there were some people that just flat out cheated. Oh yeah, I did. Absolutely. Because it's supposed to be two shots, two shots, four shots, two shots, two shots. And I'm like, yeah, no. And I just shot three headshots in a row and then went to three body shots, three body shots, three body shots because, hey, that's how I roll. <laughs> there, there, is no, there is no fair fight. And, and the irony of that is nobody caught me. I had to admit it. Mm-hmm. Nobody realized I was doing that, yeah. which the cadence was so poor. It's like, really? Nobody realized that I was cheating? Um, but yeah, because usually we're watching each other and giving each other some crap if somebody does something. It's like, wait, wait a minute, you know? There's there's gravel tossed and whatnot. That didn't happen. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With this, um, this kind of brought some strategy or attempts at strategy um, into the picture as well. Strategy. <laughs> uh, trying to figure out, you know, do you go for the head immediately off the draw? Do you shoot the body yeah. and then go to the head uh, on the middle target? You know, are you? Are you going for the head first? Or are you going for the body first? Yeah. Uh, on the far target, you know, what are you doing? Uh, I think everybody shot, you know, body shots on the way back. Yeah. Because uh, you do want to try to make the head shots while the grip is still really good. Yeah. Uh, but if you mess up the grip on the draw, you know, you can kind of fix it a little bit while you're shooting the body shot on the first one. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, then do the head shots on the way back. Uh, there's. Some people, I think, put that kind of level of thinking into it. And Maybe it, other people didn't. Yeah, and I think the I think uh, everybody who tried to overthink it ended up kind of fighting the thought yeah. process. And and I would say this is like this is like stage planning. 
for a match, right? Kind you of. walk through the stage, you lay everything out, how you're going to do it, what you think is fast, and then you've got it all laid out in your mind, and then the guy who goes in front of you burns it down and does it differently. And you're like, oh, oh no. Well, now I thought about doing it like this, but I want to do it like him. And then when it's your turn to go, you don't get either one of those plans into play. Von Clausewitz has struck, and you're all fogged up, fogged out. Yeah. There's fog. Because um, I thought about this initially as running two shots, two shots, three shots, and then headshot, coming back to body shot, headshot, body shot, headshot, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe coming back off the third target, the far target, yeah. to the headshot on the next because I was already thinking small. And then dropping to the body, coming to the body on the close target to, you know, one and then one to the head to finish it off because it was close. And, he, and, and I just ended up going, yeah, no, I'm going to cheat. So, because that's just easier. Yeah. Yeah, it's just easier. So. Uh, the big thing, the other big thing that this particular setup did was really told everyone what they could do on that middle target when it came to the headshots. Yeah. Um, I know I put one in the middle and then... Um, Somebody got what are the the plugs? They plug <laughs> they got gauged. He got gauged. Somebody got gauged. Yeah, yeah, the target got gauged on both sides. Yeah, because uh, I was trying to go pretty much as fast as I would have with two body shots. Yeah, and you just slow down just a skosh. Yeah, uh, but the only again the only way to find out you know what you can do on that twelve to fifteen yard target is to try to go really aggressively on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and there's and there's the whole getting the reps in, doing the doubles at that you know eighty ninety percent pace. Um, but then every once in a while, you've got to find out kind of what maximalism where your failure is and then back off of that and train there until you own it again and then work on pushing it. And it's funny because some of the guys in the group that are some of our shooters that are struggling with kind of the newer idea, newer ways of doing things, as they got into this, they could see the results of, hey, if you stay loose, stay vertical, keep your eyes where they need to be, but most of all, stay loose. And that yeah. goes mentally as well, stay mm-hmm. relaxed. Um, that they were picking up speed on this stuff and went, they cut dramatic amounts of time off this drill and it was like a, another aha of the same thing. Like, I know we've been doing yeah. this, but aha, we just did it more and wow, this really works. I need to keep doing this more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah another thing we did, I think a little different just from a logistical standpoint is we forced the shooters to go down and look at the targets before anybody started pasting them. Yes. Um, so you guys were able to see this. Okay, this is what I actually did on the target. Yeah. Um, with the accelerator, you know, the, the middle target and the far target. You know, counting everybody was counting holes. Yep. Making sure they had had their rounds. Um, same with the bunny stacks. You know, checking to make sure. Okay, it looks like. Yeah. All the holes are there. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, because the centers of those targets were shot up pretty good. Um, and it, it, it every once in a while you're blowing out paste or patches, not yeah holes. So. Yeah, now this is again, um, you know, I, guys. You know, for us, Brian's Brian's been kind of our uh, our training director for the last couple of years, and especially here recently. And so again, I keep talking about the progression and the plan and stuff like that. Um, you know, this is not kind of done in a vacuum where it's like, hey, today we're going to go masturbate with ammo and do this. Um, you know, there's there's a progression, there's a plan here. Um, it again with the guys that are pretty solid. Even even the guys that are solid that aren't doing the dry fire that admittedly are just saying yeah I just I'm not putting the time in there are still seeing improvement from a technique perspective that's making a difference. The guys that are you know kind of working a little bit harder at, at the I don't want to say the bottom end of that spectrum but the little bit slower end of that spectrum um, are are seeing some significant improvements. And I know that like there's I, I don't know I'm digging this because I went to a lot smaller gun 
and I'm still keeping up with where I want to be. And I think a lot of it is if I tried to make this transition to a smaller gun the way I used to shoot five years ago, I think it would have been a lot harder. And it's kind of cool to make the transition in the middle of switching this gun too. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of neat stuff going on. Uh, what's the book? Uh, Practical Shooting Training by Ben Stager and Joel Park. You can get it on Amazon or off the Ben Stager Pro Shop website. Uh, if you don't have it and you're serious at all about pistol shooting, you're not serious. Uh, yeah, you're not serious, and you need <laughs> to get that book. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, and like I said, and we don't, you know, we're not, we don't get a kickback. We don't get a, you know, our gunsmith sends us a free pizza every year. We don't even get a free pizza out of these guys. Um, but it, it, it is, it's kind of, it, for shooting right now, it's kind of the Bible at the moment. So, yeah. Yep. So absolutely, um, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anything else to throw in there? Yeah. Um, not that I can think of. Um, yeah. Guys, uh, there's a kind of a PSA at the end here. Um, if you shoot a lot, you're running these drills and stuff like that, you're going to start shooting more because a lot of these drills are fairly round intensive because a lot of them also test grip, not just visual, not just you know yeah. trigger ability, not just movement ability, but they also test grip. Uh, testing grip generally requires some some rounds going down range, and that's the biggest yeah. advantage you get with live fire, I think, is is training grip and confirming. Yes. So. Um, going down through this, uh, looking at ammo prices, ammo prices are as low as they've been in a long time. And if you're, so if you're buying ammo, um, we're coming up on an election year, very, very, I'd say it's already started. Um, I would be looking at ammo right now and stocking up on ammo if you haven't. And, and if you can maybe try and get maybe two years worth of training ammo, whether, even if it's primarily handgun or primarily rifle, whatever your primary weapon is to go to, uh, but, but get on that and get ahead of it. Because uh, you know weird things tend to happen. I don't. I don't have an insight on this, but I've just been doing this long enough to see it happen. I've seen enough cycles of this, so get ahead of that while prices are are not crappy. So that's my PSA for the day. Yeah. Cool. Buy bullets. Imagine that. Uh, yeah. On that note, as we come across interesting things, uh, we get them posted up to our social media. You can follow us along on Facebook at Cap City Outfitters and on Instagram as Cap City Outfitters too. On our website, capcityoutfitters.com, you can find information such as how to do an FFL transfer or how to purchase a suppressor via our storefront over at silencershop.com. Uh, note that Silencer Shop is also doing electronic form ones um, for anyone looking to manufacture something like a short barrel rifle. Yeah. Um, they make it really easy, and you can find all the info for that um, you know, via the link on our website over at Silencer Shop. And then we're here in Hilliard, Ohio. We're at 4465 Cemetery Road. We are in front of the Ollies. We're directly next to Louis Fusion Drill. We're here Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 5, and 10 to 3 on Saturdays. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, Bullets.